I don't want to clean my room. This is every pop punk song. And then you put a lot of guitar in it. Uh, hey, thanks for tuning in to Goofin. Thanks for being here. Hope you're all doing good. Hope you're doing well. I'm Luke Gaston. Welcome to the show. We're on episode 30, damn it. We're doing it. Uh, I guess this is the first time, one of the first times I should probably just plug my shit for once in my goddamn life. Follow me at Goofin Gaston on Instagram and Facebook and go ahead and check out LukeGaston.com. I have all the podcasts up there, show dates, a dumb picture of my face, all the works, all the goods, all your dumb picture needs. Uh, but we got a great show for you today. Boy, oh, fucking howdy. Uh, my guest today, one of our favorites in Colorado. He's uh, he's he's very funny, very smart. Last we had him on the, We've had him on the podcast before, and when I was talking to him last time, he was just like, oh, Luke. The virus will kill me if I go out. So I was like, oh. Also, last time you didn't have a, uh, a webcam, so I, I was just kind of talking to the com- computer. But this time, I'm proud to announce that he was covered in a weird jelly. Uh, a very viscous. <laughs> it was odd. I was like, what, what's what's going on with your skin? He was like, this is just how I am. And I was like, right on, Ryan. Uh, oh, I said his name. Anyway, yeah. Let's hear it for the very funny... Ryan Knoll. Goofing. Goofing. No. Just goofing. <laughs> Dude, your new glasses. They look like Albert Einstein glasses. Oh, I i guess. My my wife uh, has a very uh, uh, opposing opinion. She calls them uh, beady little Nazi glasses, which <laughs> I take such umbrage with. It is well so, so things are going good <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a year Luke. Uh, no it's actually it's been it's been pretty great uh, really but, yeah i mean it, 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 that's kind of why i married her if i'm gonna be locked in a in a house with mm-hmm. a, with one person it, uh, yeah it's been it's been great so right on. you sound like your voice has gotten deeper uh that's probably an illusion <laughs> That or allergies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. My other testicle descended, so I'm pretty <laughs> thrilled. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah. I like to thank the yeah. medical team at, uh, at Miramont Family Medicine. So. At, uh, yeah. The, the <laughs> nudge it along. Yeah. <laughs> the Nudge It Along project. <laughs> hey, do Thanks you only have one hanging down? Uh, no, they're both. They're both down there. All right. I just good night, everybody. <laughs> let's let's start this off on the wrong foot, shall we? <laughs> we we spiraled there, didn't we? Already? It, it, yeah, it was quick. It was quick. I I take responsibility. I'm sorry, everyone. You okay. look good, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I disagree, but <laughs> I appreciate. The sentiment. Uh, are you vaccinated? Are you are you are you ripping and roaring? No, no? not yet, man. Not yet. You're, I'm. You're, uh, you afraid a microchip's gonna get in you, and you're gonna start oh, thinking no. about. As soon as they they let me, I'm I'm. I'll, I'll get four if they'll let me. Uh, it seems <laughs> like you I'll just got to do some giggling, or not giggling, some googling, and you can get one. I mean, I'm getting one like a week. Yeah, appointment incoming. Sick. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, rather excited. It's a very but, uh, interesting thing to see people like put like on Facebook and social media going like, "Look at I got my vaccine selfie," know. you know. I know. I wanted... Well, and then like the Atlantic ran an article, I think it was yesterday, saying like people are being very, very secretive about their their vaccinations. And it's like, what are you talking about? You talking like. About? <laughs> My whole feed is nothing but people holding up their cards, you know, like, woo. Yeah, I'm going to make my own. I'm going to put some crayon. One vaccine. (laughs) Got it. You did good. Spelled G-U-D. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as soon as, as soon as they let me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. When you get your, both your vaccines, are you going to come out and just get back to licking poles and, and being silly on stage? Um, well, I don't know about pole licking. I, was I ever the pole licking type? I, I no, don't know. but uh, <laughs> a new lease on life, though. I don't know. But a year of not being able to has really, I, I just have this bottled urge. Yeah. To, it's if I tell you not to lick a pole, you're like, I'm going to lick that right. pole. Yeah, I'm going to, you, know? oh, you, you, you just try and stop me. No. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I, I can't say that I have like a stockpile of material because that always like backfires so horribly, you know, because I've, I've spent like months just like writing down every little idea that yep. I've had. Well, this could be a bit at some point. Um, and inevitably, a lot of those are just going to be real hot trash, mm-hmm. you know, because you trot them out there and uh, crickets. Mm-hmm. It's like, or well, just a good was... idea. Sometimes just a good idea, but it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I love it when an audience can like recognize that, where they're just mm-hmm. like, "That's clever," but it's not funny. They tilt mm-hmm. their head. They go, "Wow, well, mm-hmm. you know, that's insightful." But right, I... <laughs> right, right. I never thought of it that way. Thank you, but no yeah. laughter. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. I, I had a bail on a true. on a gray wolves bit where we passed gray wolves. We're supposed to come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And I just kept trying to make this bit work. Like I was like during quarantine, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be so funny when I go say it." And just basically the bit is like, I'm glad that we reintroduced wolves into the woods, but I'm only going to be upset about that if society collapses and then we're just surrounded by wolves. <laughs> That's funny. See, it's a funny idea, but the audience uh, is like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There might be a way to massage that. I can't wait for going back to the open mics and seeing anyone who tries to do a Trump joke again. It's like, can you oh, just man. put it away? Uh, let it die. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. let it go. I mean, it was a bad idea, even at the height of it. You know, it was funny for like a week, one week. Yeah, when it was like yeah. this can't happen. Right. What? Well, and uh, I, I've said it before, but like you're putting yourself in direct competition with every late night writer, and like you're not going to have a take that's better than the staff of like Colbert totally. and Seth Meyers and Samantha B and John Oliver. You know, and that's what your audience is watching. So, like, why, why would you assume you could write better? Dude, just, late night's screwed too. It's like we lost our fuel all of a sudden, man, and a lot of those I, writers have never written anything besides besides Trump. Besides, Mister <laughs> Mister Mean Orange Guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a. I think now is the real test because right. it's really easy to. Uh, play for points political points which is it's kind of exhausting to watch like a lot of those shows are so politically didactic that like you know i agree but um when it's just nothing but like cheerleading it feels really empty clapter so yeah yeah yeah. and now it's like well it, it always has to be uh you know speaking truth to power and now it's a different set of people in power you have to speak truth to them. And I don't know. It's a tricky oh, road. It's so right easy now. with Biden. It's so easy with Biden though. Yeah. But it, it's on, also this weird element of like, you don't want to create a false equivalency. What's that you mean? Know, where like, what? well, to, to say that like mm. the shit that the Democrats get up to is as bad as the last four years of what the Republicans were doing. Right. Is, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> having a bunch of nazis like storm the white house is not the same as like well they don't want you know political cooperation with this bill so just you know how so <laughs> ryan i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> how so well here on Stormin, i i think yeah. i need a little more explanation on that. <laughs> last week we were talking about what kind of gristle is good for your nerve <laughs> she and how hate crimes are a lot like your favorite bait confection. We could call them fun crimes in our time. God, right. that's true. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am also excited for open mics to come. Yeah, back. no, totally. I can't wait for you to get out, out of your out of your bunker. My 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 bubble. Yeah, yeah. it's been. Are you gonna go outside it, and just go? <laughs> like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I. You're going to be weird. <laughs> I'm going to be so broken socially. I wasn't like great socially before, but like if any of y'all are expecting like eye contact, don't bother. Like I'm just yeah. going to be an in my head weirdo for at least six months. <laughs> it's totally. going to be intense. I can't wait to see but, you on stage. Just looking at a group of people. Yeah. It's going to be, kind of terrifying because it's like i've i've not encountered a human face i don't live with in uh i passed a year 
uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm in your basement so. right now. Hmm? I mean, oh basement no! Right <laughs> <laughs> I just came upstairs. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> that's you. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It'll be weird. I mean, I can't wait for, though for for life to get back to some semblance of normal. It's pretty much getting right back to it, dude. Is it? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I mean, and it's funny. It's like I've gotten to a point where I'm so used to wearing a mask, it's like not mm, even a thing. Yeah. And it, I can feel it. I feel like at the end of fall, we're gonna ro- rip and roar, buddy. It's gonna be yeah, the roaring twenties all over again. Am I alone? I like the mask. I I quite I quite enjoy like <laughs> not worrying about like one aspect of my face being presentable at all times. <laughs> the cool thing, dude, is you can just keep doing it. No one's gonna be like, "Why are you wearing a mask?" Oh, I I plan to. I plan to. Even like to twenty twenty five. Yeah, as, as long as I'm allowed. You know, <laughs> now now that it's a thing here, I love seeing. We've... Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Let's see what I love seeing people with a. I remember the first couple weeks the mask ordinance was on, and someone had just the Zorro mask on. (laughs) Oh yeah, the Domino (laughs) mask. Yeah, Yeah. you got to wear a mask. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're still funny though? I. Well, I don't know if I was ever funny. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I would uh, say first of all, how dare you? But uh, uh, I've been the beneficiary of my own mediocrity way too many times to mm. uh, feel uh, feel too high on the horse Benef- about any of that. So you, you I, have, I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> I'm for synonym corner on goofing. Uh, I've I've uh, wrought the the uh, effects of my uh, poor comedic choices and performances one too many times. I think the reason you're so good at comedy is because you really don't like your your comedy and you always want to make it not bad, but you never know what good is, even if the crowd is dying laughing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I if I have any talent. In comedy, it comes from like deep-seated neuroses and uh, self-hatred. So. Hey, welcome to comedy, Ryan. No, hey, I mean it's, you're not. You're not alone in that. I, but dude, we were like laughing. My girlfriend and I were laughing about a joke you told a couple years ago, and we saw this old-ass dog. And she was saying, "What if she? What if that dog sneezed and its eyeball came out?" <laughs> and it was one. Of, it's, a, it's a tag from one of your jokes. And I was like, yeah, well, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." A pug bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I, I find it funny that, um, have you noticed this where it's like, you don't really have any control about the bits that you remember and the bits that you don't like, I've been really surprised at like what sticks in my head forever. Yeah. And what doesn't like bits uh, in general or bits that are. Yeah. 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 Like, like, you hear people's bits and then every now and then they'll just like drop in your head where it's just like, Oh yeah. I think that's the marker of a really good bit because it, it's it's you incept someone kind of in a way where all of a sudden it's just like, you can't look at a bunch of carrots after that bunch of carrots joke anymore. Right. Right. No, I always think of, uh, do you remember uh, Cody Spiker? Yeah. 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 She had this bit where I've been, you know, I've been sitting for a year. So like, I'm, I'm pretty out of shape. And every time, like I look down, I always think of her bit of uh, cranberry flax tits, you know, <laughs> did you, did you <laughs> just got the this whole bit about uh, carob dick where, uh, e- you know, meeting a guy with a bad dick is a lot like eating a chocolate chip cookie and then discovering it's, it's carob. Uh, <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's carob. But you know, like the the punchline of the joke is, she's like, oh, carob dick, and he's like, oh, cranberry flax tits, and that's that line is just so fucking funny. But like, yeah, I look down, and I'm like, huh, I got I got the cranberry flax tits. <laughs> totally. I'm trying to think yeah. of what like other bits that I hear 
that are stuck in my head forever. I don't think it, it's something that like it, it's hard to do on command. Yeah, but it's just it's you're one watching of those something. Where, yeah, it, where it'll just you know bubble up mm-hmm. from from the depths. But yeah, you see that dog over there? <laughs> you, you, would you want to do ever? Would you ever want to do? Where you and I are both medieval people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, no. <laughs> my, I, I'm pretty sure my natural speaking voice is, is like is, posh, is... aristocratic accent. <laughs> <laughs> Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. You're the king and I'm your, uh, Hmm. My knight? surf. Surf. Oh, your surf. <laughs> yeah, <be> surf. <laughs> Peasant, bring me mead. One of my mudmen. Mm-hmm. I think it's because do you is it because Monty Python? You ever watched that growing up? I feel like that's what has that lodged in my brain. Not really. No, I didn't no. see. Uh, I didn't see Holy Grail until I was in my twenties. Did it and blow your mind? Not really. It, what? I just kind of. Well, figure I'm a like, I'm a nerdy dude. I, I ran in nerdy circles, so like when I watched it, it was like watching a bunch of people recite all of the things that I've seen a bunch of people recite a million mm, times. It, was it got like, too, it's too seen for you. Exactly. It was, it was just oversaturated by the point that I, I, by the time I got to it and like, there's plenty of other Monty Python stuff I, I really enjoy, but like that one just sort of bounced off of me. Cause it was like, Oh yeah, this is the night's thing. Then they say knee. I've, I've heard about this. If you, <laughs> this if you want my sense of humor in a box, that movie is kind of one of the, like just the holy grail the rabbit the little rabbit it's the beast that's the one of the best things i've ever seen and just whatever like they just the ragdoll shit where they're like where like they're just throwing cows and it's just a plastic cow flying through the air (laughs) hilarious good stuff good stuff no no no, there's no like uh, what i love about that is i I think if we're like talking about political comedy and like all this other kind of comedy Mm. i love outlandishly stupid is my favorite yeah i my my i think du jour comedy is like stupid comedy that could only have been written by smart people but it's just so intentionally dumb oh mm-hmm. that's mm, that's mm-hmm. the sweet stuff. yeah it's the nugget of truth right yeah. there yeah that's and the holy so, grail oh oh the, the real holy grail was inside us all along. uh but yeah, that's that's the shit that like, and and it's hard to like. My wife cannot stand Conan O'Brien. I love Conan O'Brien. Really? Like, yeah, he's like yeah. the only late night host he, I ever really liked for the most part. Same, same. Because everyone else is doing this like bad Johnny Carson riff. <laughs> How are you? Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. And it's just you know it's so the setup punchline, setup punchline, and and you know Conan does that, but there's just this surreal dumbness to it that is just. Oh, it's delicious. Nah. Mwah. I did Mwah. a I did a open mic, not an open mic, it was a booked open mic so that they can kind of control it, you know. Right. And right. Everything was spaced out and I was able to do like 10 minutes of new jokes and uh one of them was the dumbest one and I can't believe it worked. It was little Debbie's got to be a big Debbie by now, right? <laughs> i like that a lot just like just being like a jackass where it's you know if not if not from calories just from time yeah i mean like she can't stay five forever you can't tell me she makes oatmeal cream pies every day and she's not a you know although there there are a lot of preservatives in that thing maybe she (laughs) can't too far too far yeah too far right yeah that's what Mm -hmm. the open mics are for now the uh yeah i've been curious about that though like it seems funny to me that like at a time when everyone is so out of practice and uh probably has like a store of jokes they've written i mean how is that working when when everything is a showcase are people just like sprinkling new stuff in or i've been doing that a lot yeah yeah doing the doing the old sandwich the shit sandwich yep <laughs> they get them to trust me i break their heart and i win them back that's the mm, that's been mm. the sometimes it works though i mean I, I feel like if i man i would just feel like a crazy person though after a year has gone by and i go on mm. stage and i'm talking about things luke was thinking about in 2019 I 2018 i know it seems unthinkable and it, it you know i don't 
remember most of my jokes and how they go at this point because I've just not been thinking about them. I haven't been practicing. Do you not have them all written down like in a spot? Uh, no, I have like just massive piles of notebooks. Oh, know, wow. I just write. I have, a, I have a notepad in my phone that just has every one word of each joke and I'll remember what if I just have how, like the one word. Go? Yeah. Oh, I, I have to write them like longhand all out you know word for word and then over the course of time you know man after saying it so many times i you know edit out the parts that i i, I don't like and and then like i i have goldfish goldfish brain so i i have to record everything and listen back to it and that's an easier way to to you know oh yeah that's how this all the beats of this joke oh that's but, right yeah, Salma Zaki yeah. had her on last week, and she was saying she is the same way where she's 100%. She writes it out, and what uh -huh. she wrote will be coming out of her mouth on stage. Right, right. The I'm the same way. way. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think I've maybe, I've maybe written on stage two jokes ever. But really? I, yeah, I, I'm not good at that. I'm not good in the moment. I've probably written most of my jokes on stage. Yeah, yeah, because I was listening to the episode with uh, you and Eland, and it was so interesting that you're both you're both the kind of comic who you, you write on stage. And I think most comics are like that. I think that's a more organic way of doing it rather mm -hmm. than like, I'm just going to fucking grind this out and make it funny. And, you know, like I'm, I'm like a golden retriever that chases shit. You give me a yeah. pen and paper. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll jump through hoops and be a jackass with your friend with the party, but I can't. Sure. Sure. Well, and it makes sense that like it, it's, yeah, I feel like it's a more organic process because you're, you're responding to the energy of, of the people rather than projecting it and hoping it comes back. Bingo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's nothing worse <laughs> than spending <laughs> two days writing out this like, you know, masterpiece, you know, of, of, you know, prose and just, you know, and editing it and getting it just right. And it's like, okay, got it locked in. And it's this, you know, tight five minute constructed bit that no one likes, that no one wants to hear. Just sadness. Just, <laughs> and it's just crickets. Just cricket. And, you, you wish the crickets are quiet. That's when it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you're rolling into minute three of a joke that no one liked at minute one. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> that is... Uh, I need to laugh the first 30 seconds. If I don't get to laugh every, the first 30 seconds. Everyone does. It's insanity to press forward. You can't, you can't do that. You can't. So, so anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. so what were you like the first time you were on stage? Uh, I was full power coma. Like I blacked out in terms of like what, what I said, how I did. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, cause I was so nervous. I was so jittery. I, I, uh, you know, I was, I was a train wreck for the first six months because like right before I went on stage, I would, yeah, black out. I, I would have no idea. So much adrenaline and, uh, God, it was a bad bit too, but it, it did well. It did, it did okay. It was, it was Hody's was my first time. And, uh, I did a five minute, bit <laughs> just one continuous bit good good idea ryan of uh how bill murray would walk up to tables and eat food off of people's plates and then say no one will believe you yeah and uh i, I think that's bullshit because i've been doing that for six months and everybody believes them <laughs> like I've been thrown out of like all the red lobsters in the state and it's like, but that took five minutes. <laughs> oh, well, you know me, I, I, I go on, <laughs> you know, I'm you wax it. poetic. I want to see a, an hour of Ryan in the round, Ryan in the round. <laughs> and you never look at people behind you. You just sit forward and you look. <laughs> one side. I don't, I don't like being surrounded. I don't like that at all. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. That would be interesting. It would be a different I'd, thing. I'd love I to also, do it. I would try it for sure, but I I like having my back up against something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't. Some I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bombing I don't, I don't in like, the round. How about that? That's a, oh, that that would feel like never before 
it, like if you had to visualize being judged by your peers, that's what it looks like. No know, matter what you do, you have to leave through the people who hate you. No matter right. what, <laughs> you can't right. go like, all right, kick <laughs> back the deck, back door. Yeah, you, there's no tunnel, you know, <laughs> unless there is. I would do yeah. it if there was a tunnel. Do you miss watching people bomb? Um. You haven't experienced that in a while, and it's something that I experienced recently where I saw someone bomb really bad. It's yeah. no it's it's not someone we know. It's so it, just in case someone's listening and they're like, okay. I, I bombed and Luke hates me talking about oh, no. Luke. Uh no. Um I just went to an open mic and saw some some serious bombs. It depends on how <laughs> like I'm trying to deconstruct this for myself because I have some complicated emotions about this, but uh <laughs> I, it depends on whether or not they deserve it. Um, mm. And I, I also have found that in my, in my old age and decrepitude, my desire and tolerance of bad comedy has really fallen. <laughs> I, yeah. I get really exhausted listening to bad comedy. Oh, I, I don't listen. I just, I like you. It's not even so much the listening and the attempt and all this stuff. It's the, right. it's the feeling in the room mm-hmm. that you can, because yeah. no, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing live performance, you have this kind of idea of like the room is feeling this way right now. Right. Right. No, it's true. It's true. There's vibes. Um, and it's not to say like, <clears throat> you know, plenty good good comics can do bad comedy you know it, it's it's not a judgment on anybody or you know saying condemning that's the process like, it's that's how it works yeah. yeah that's how it works and it is really interesting that there is this bizarre alchemy where like however the crowd's feeling uh sometimes you know someone can tell a joke 30 times and they'll go up and you can feel it in your gut like if you tell such and such joke you're going to bomb you know, because like this crowd is not reacting to this type of joke and that yeah. type of joke. And then you watch someone walk to the guillotine basically. <laughs> um, but you know, they're so yeah, I guess I, I do to a certain extent miss, I, I miss watching, uh, th- those moments of like, uh, I think we talked about this last time where th- there, there's a, <laughs> I, I love it when you're 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 in the middle of a, of bombing, and the only people laughing are your friends cackling in the back at the fact that you're bombing, mm-hmm. and and I still insist I don't think that comes from a, a mean spirited place. It seems like it does, no. But I've I've felt that where like someone, you know, I I really love is just eating shit on stage, and it's just the the insanity of it where it's just like, oh, that sucks for you, that sucks for you, man, <laughs> and it's it, 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 yeah, it just creates this giddiness but do i miss watching like you know uh some turd dressed up as h speech you know yeah (laughs) we talked after uh the recording last time about jimmy neutron who oh yeah oh my god man he he still remains we've talked about a lot he's a he's a legend on this podcast now we've talked about a few times the guy who has the best setup and punch (laughs) <laughs> he has a setup punch was, timing down but all the things he says are garbage yeah are it's terrible horrible. yeah it's it would yeah. And, yeah we've talked about it before but it's just someone who has all the they have all the mechanisms to make comedy work really well right. they have all right. the they've done all the training they, they did the <laughs> the ladders and the shoots and whatever the hell but yeah. the words they're saying are so are offensive just and just not there's no laughter hateful. There. Yeah. hateful and wrong yeah and it's it's so it, the incongruity makes it so funny that he is the best worst comedian I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> like I picture the crowd shrinking after every joke until they just mm-hmm. disappear. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just gone. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like there, there are some people who are so, uh, so bad at, at doing comedy. And um, you realize that like, Oh, you're, you're like mentally ill. You know, I've I've seen a few people who were like legendarily bad at open mics and it it felt wrong that so many people were like uh, ragging on them because 
this is like they're not getting help and this is where they've been spit out the bottom of yeah you know this is like the only platform they have to vent and and you know that does that excuse like you know inappropriate behavior or like you know saying shit that's just like unforgivably bad no but at the same time like are we all just gonna like gang up on someone who's clearly struggling with the mental illness that like yeah society doesn't give a shit about so they've wound up here where society you know abandons its (laughs) totally broken children oh it's it's gonna be we're back i mean i'm hosting i'm gonna be hosting at the comedy fort for that open mic and that we're gonna have a back catalog dude of just thousands of comics <laughs> of people who oh, want to do man. comedy for the first time it's gonna be oh, wild man. you're gonna come back and you're gonna be like yeah. the first time like probably when we have the first open mic yeah and it's yeah, gonna be I'll so be fun there. to hang out with you and be like look at, <laughs> look at this just and not to say like don't start everybody if you want to do comedy go start comedy go do absolutely it. go do absolutely. it but yeah, it's just absolutely. it's just something it's just like you're wrestling a tiger for the mm-hmm. first time and mm-hmm. it's fun to watch <laughs> It, yeah and it, it'll be like oh god it'll be like 10 uh new year's resolutions compacted into just one you know, stretch of time oh and just how many people their lives have been ruined and they're like you know mm-hmm. what i need to do <laughs> mm-hmm. people need to know my truth yeah 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 well, here's here's the deal buckle up <laughs> yeah buckle up fuckers yeah yeah it's interesting, you know, like, yeah, by all means, like if you're, if you're new and you're thinking about starting it, you know, like, do absolutely do. Like, I, I would wait a little bit. Like, I would wait till the open mics come back full swig. It's just kind of oh, yeah, don't do it stage right now. Don't do it right now. Yeah. Simply because like, uh, yeah, we're, we're close. We're so close to that tipping point where enough people are vaccinated and enough people feel safe that we can get that saturation again, because that's really crowd density is so important to comedy and it is not feasible in any, any way. And you could, you could still have good shows, you know, it kind of seems like, you know, I've heard clips lately (laughs) cause that's where I'm at Mm. of, uh, of live shows where it's just like, that sounds like a great crowd. That sounds like an awesome crowd. I've had Um, nothing but fun shows this year. Yeah. There's one show that was the Boulder comedy show. Great room, but everyone's so distant and it's such a giant room it's pretty cavernous. so far away it's just yeah. like it's like, hard hey, to get momentum i can see some people laughing but also uh-huh. i'll just i'll just go into the next joke absolutely well and you know like from experience pre-pandemic that there are shows that you can you can walk into and it's like this is going to be a bad show <laughs> yep. it's not because of <laughs> the number of people it's because of the disbursement of people yeah, laughter can't, like, can't can't get to a critical mass. Yeah, it's weird how how necessary the physical element of it is. Where it's like we need bunging, we need people, you know, packed together, and uh, that's kind of the last thing you want to do right now. And and I don't know how you would even start right now, you know, simply because you, you gotta it's got to be open mics. And you work yeah. your way up where it's like, you know, no one sight unseen is going to be like, I like the cut of your jib. And I heard you, if you want to start the comedy, you know, so, yeah. so <laughs> have a spot on my show, like for your yeah, first time. We don't now. have enough comedians already. Come on in. Hey, kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to, you should rebrand. Just go out there, spike your hair up. Go, go, go full, dude, go Jimmy Neutron. Oh God! Yeah, oh, I, I, I do. Bad I do boy, Noel. When... <laughs> what was what was Nate's thing? Nate Brown had a had a character. Bad boy, Nate. Uh, no, no, it, it was uh, downtown Dookie Brown. That was his... <laughs> <laughs> what was the that character? Was his... That it was downtown Dookie Brown. It was it was like he was this super slick edgelord kind of comic. That, Hell yeah! Uh... <laughs> and I I have a fondness for when. When people do characters, I quite I quite like that. Joe Car- um, Joe Kimbrell did one called Bro Kimbrell. Oh, just, I've heard about this. She I've hosted seen it, so but... many open mics where it's just dudes <laughs> coming up talking about their dicks. She just did Bro Kimbrell one night. It was just I like, don't know how else 
you react to that situation you know like so the, that's the best way it's the best way to diffuse she it where it's just she just like, puts a backwards cap on and just goes oh the other day bro, i saw bro. a dog and it looked like my dick oh, <laughs> <laughs> that joke but 30 different uh, ways yeah i don't know i don't know how y'all do it in terms of hosting open mics it is just it's good it's, it's a, every every headlining comic i've talked to is like you should host an open mic yeah it's good it's, it's you're good ready for shops. anything anything yeah yeah i i hosted for maybe a year mm-hmm. and uh I'm like, no, this isn't for me. <laughs> don't have... You got to learn how to do CPR on the audience so they don't die the and thing. leave. That's yeah. the thing. And like, I think, I, I think it takes a certain type of person. Um, Cause not all comics have the same, no. you know, we all have like different energy. We all bring something else to the table and I'm a fairly low energy person. Right. And when you inject, you know, when your hype man is like, Hey everybody! Uh, yeah, so these are my, these are my thoughts. Uh, it's we're like, gonna do some comedy. Yeah, be sure I'm, to I'm... take care of your bar staff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my my dad. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I have some uh, uh, thoughts about synonyms uh, yeah. that I'd like to share with all of you. Uh, it's a great spice. The, uh, what's the deal with dirt? Uh, uh, yeah, it just it doesn't. Anyway, so my dick, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's part of why that quick and dirty shit. uh, My favorite thing to do with prevalent. My favorite thing to do with crowds right now is just say thank you for risking your lives to be here. This has been a great night. Does it work? Yeah, they laugh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Nine times out of ten. It's always a question of like, is reminding them the good thing? You know. I think it's because I'm just smiling at him when I say it. I'm not like actually. <laughs> it's towards the end of my set too. I don't like open with it. Thanks for risking your lives. Right. Right. Yeah. Fools. I was talking to a gal in Denver after a show, and she's like, "I'm not going to get the vaccine. It's just people are dying and taking it. It's like, lady, no, grandma, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. A lot of people are saying that, and uh, that's dumb. That's that's pretty dumb. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> there are side effects, but to my knowledge, no one has died from. What about years. autism, Ryan? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a vaccine that's being tested in Europe that has killed people or seems to have killed people. Really? But wow. yeah, don't take the AstraZeneca. No one's there. telling you that the nurse just jammed it in their head. Yeah. Well, and there's there's something so fucking American about the idea of like, you know, I see through the lies. Like, I'm not taking that vaccine because it kills people. Meanwhile, half a million people are dead, confirmed, and probably way more just from like, you know, the effects of all of this. That doesn't count. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, whatever. But like, oh, I see through the lies. You know, I I know I've read the message boards, and it's just like Jesus Christ. That is America, though, deeply in American. We are it both is. immigrants, and we are also people who came here. And we're like, oh, I can't do this. Fuck you. I could do this. Well, in privileging, unvetted, on the ground guerrilla reporting from randos on the internet over, you know, any sort of like objective, official information whatsoever that it just oh i remember seeing a a deep dive on this gal in florida it was before the election and they were Mm -hmm. like asking her like what her news sources are and where she gets all her stuff and it was like this it was just one guy on youtube (laughs) just one dude (laughs) every all all her news one guy on youtube and she's like yeah you know i listen to him because everyone else is lying and it's just like (laughs) ooh, right Right. Well, and it's amazing to me, like once once they've decided you're okay, that you're good, it doesn't matter what you say or how outrageous it is or yeah. a, a complete lack of objective evidence or, you know, any kind of any or a mountain of evidence to the contrary. It doesn't matter. It's like, I believe that guy. I feel politically homeless and I'm kind of okay with that. Hmm. I think I think a lot of people do. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people do. And it's one of those things where I know which side I root for. Right. It's only out of self-interest, but in terms of like, you know, a political party I actually believe in, um, I think a lot of people feel, you know, out in the woods. And and that's kind of part of the problem, honestly, is that there's a level of control. Uh, I was, well, I was, that, that is a problem that like there, there is a lot of, I mean, we're a plutocracy. Yeah. Like, we, you know, a lot of the people we go to in Pluto. Congress. Pluto? What? Yeah. Plutocracy? Well, no, it, plutocracy is. Pl- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tiny planet uh, or planetoid, depends on who you ask or when. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we love Mickey's dog. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, but there's a, a level of, you know, we, we've been abused by our own systems, by our own Congress people, by our own courts so many times that we, we've, we have this abusive mentality where it's like, it doesn't matter what we do. And we feel so powerless and so uprooted oh, that, um, yeah, we, there's a level of cynicism that really keeps us from doing anything yeah because uh, we don't trust each other or ourselves or Americans as a whole. Like it, you will never find a country that hates itself more than America. Taking Bernie Sanders too, was just like one of the things where he's like, yeah, he's just, you know, he doesn't take any money from corporations. And then he just like, he, all he did was like, I don't, I want people to have health and like healthcare. I mm-hmm. want people not to die. And mm-hmm. like America went, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's an idea that's gradually picking up steam because I think more and more people are either getting fucked by this, uh, you know, the system of like, you need immense wealth to really do anything in this country. Um, or they're recognizing that like, this is not sustainable at all. Yeah. Like our, our current system of boom and bust. Yeah. Uh, well, and of, of it, just in terms of healthcare, like, uh, ultra capitalism, uh, where you know, in massive insurance companies and massive healthcare companies are just fucking themselves over with us in between. Yeah. Uh, you know, in this this war of how much money they can milk out of each other and us, like that's not. Uh, no, we, we can't go on like that. Yeah. And it's like that with fucking everything. You know. How many so, people do you think turned off the podcast by now? What do you think? Probably. <laughs> god so many you should probably be pretty liberal with the editing on on this one so i don't think i have time to edit this one so we're going raw hog let's do it (laughs) just i just get so fucking mad so you also haven't been outside i haven't Uh given you a good Uh old shoulder rub in a while it's just not yeah yeah Yeah. i uh yeah so i have a a year of like bottled hermit thoughts about Mm -hmm. politics man that like yeah have i ever met your wife um has she ever come out to the the gigs hmm. i'm trying to think i don't i don't think so she she only makes the very rare appearance mm, she doesn't um, exist gotcha <laughs> she does you've you've heard my joke about that right no that i've had three separate groups of friends who have all accused me of making up my wife <laughs> And it's it's such a belittling thing because it's like I I guess I just have that vibe of the guy who invents you know yeah no sure you do buddy do you, do you have any jokes mm-hmm. about having a wife or being a husband um I have a few none that I'm really in love yeah. with I, I I try it out every once in a while you don't but... strike me as the person who goes on stage and is like here's my sitcom yeah. Yeah, well, and you know, it, it's one of those things that uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't uh, find uh, uh, the stuff that I think is cute that I try on stage. Uh, I have been informed by crowds everywhere is not. Do uh, <laughs> you think is cute? <laughs> oh, like you know, just f- fun, funny little couple shit that happens, like wow. Well, yeah okay so there was this one <laughs> do you do you know that uh that documentary uh 10 feet from stardom no 
it's about it's a whole documentary about backup singers and how a lot of them you know were pursuing careers as stars but this is the career they have to settle for and some of them are you know incredible performers incredible singers but you don't know who the hell they are and all they do is sort of like swish their arms in the background of someone else in the spotlight and it's kind of this you know heartbreaking slash empowering documentary it's really interesting um and my wife brought it up and but she couldn't remember what it was called and it was she, she said a hundred feet from stardom and i just thought that was really funny because it's just like that's that's too far that's that's too far from stardom that's you're in the parking lot if you're a hundred feet from stardom <laughs> like that's and <laughs> and it's you know it's it, it's one of those like in the moment coupley things. that's funny. It's not actually stage funny. It's also fun. I think it'd be funny to do a whole documentary of someone who thinks they should be on stage, but they've never done anything in their life. <laughs> that's the hundred feet that. from stardom. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, you just really feel like you should be famous, man. I feel like I, that's TikTok, though. I feel like that's, Instagram. yeah, that's, that's, that's mental YouTube. illness. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. Wanna... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't want to be. I don't. I don't understand why people want to be famous. Like they like want to be famous. I don't either. I mean, one of the reassuring things about uh, stand-up comedy is that you can have like this creative outlet. You can make money off of creativity. But like the number of people who are famous for stand-up comedy, like and not like a sitcom, not like a movie career, not a sketch show for stand-up comedy. Period is so small, small. that like. It's it's a pretty reassuring thing where it's like I I want you know an outlet, but I don't want uh, you know I, I want to keep my anonymity. Yeah, like people who headline across the country maybe have like eight thousand Instagram followers as opposed to the millions yeah. and millions of yeah yeah. I mean, we know people who have been on late night multiple times and no, no one knows who the fuck for they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's- yeah, and no, they can go to the grocery store just fine. It doesn't matter. And, yep. you know, they might get recognized every once in a while, but, like, you know, no one knows. No one cares. Yeah. And that, Man, that's that reassuring. Seems, it, it is. I would it hate is. to go to, you know, GameStop, and they're like, is that Lucas, John? Yeah. Will you sign my Halo, bro? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it sounds traumatic, honestly. Like, everyone <laughs> yeah, I've ever heard recount, like, you man, know, like what it feels like to no longer be able to just sit on a bench you know in yeah. a park it sounds fucking awful sit out sit on a bench and eat a sandwich all sloppy yeah 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 and when you all of a sudden you can't i think it does something to your brain that's really yeah. bad that's why so many people like lose their fucking mind i'd be on those tabloids lucas dunn mm-hmm. deep throats a sandwich <laughs> right no i was just sloppy gaston <laughs> chokes down <laughs> just to zoom in on my my love handles no <laughs> <laughs> i learned like eight words when i talked to you <laughs> It's per capita, per capita. <laughs> I get paid under the table by Merriam-Webster to, to just slip shit in. <laughs> I, I have a coworker. Uh, I had a coworker who would use just like the biggest words. And I'm like, man, you got to shut up. Like, I can't. You got to give me something else. Just dumb it just, down. Just bouncing off of it. Yeah. I really don't mean to. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you're smarter than everyone in the room? No. No, because I'm privy to my internal processes and uh, I feel like an idiot most of the time. So <laughs> let, me, let me just say what you said back to you. Okay. I'm privy <laughs> to my internal processes. <laughs> okay. But like, that's just, that's just uh, texture mapping. That's just sugar coating on. on that's the, some smart sugar, dude. Ah, man, I no, I feel like an idiot most of the time. And also, it's one of those things where like, the the longer I've done comedy, the more I appreciate people who can write simple, elegant jokes. Mm. Because like, I can write long, complicated shit. Um, That's not what people want. And it's not. uh, It's not skillful. Like watching people who can just 
very, with just a few simple parts, write something novel and perfect that makes you just go like, oh man, it was right there. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I love that shit. And I, I feel like that is like the height of the form, honestly. So Little Debbie is the height of the form? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Alice, yes, yes. I would disagree with you because I feel like when someone can write a five-minute thematic thing that has jokes within it and then it ties in at the end to something big, mm -hmm. there's like a ramping to it. Sure, sure. I mean, it's... uh, God, what did Seinfeld say? Is that like... uh, Seinfeld has a lot of like... (laughs) He's kind of annoying. He's kind of annoying. Yeah. He he always wants to make these proclamations about comedians, like mm-hmm. what comedians are and what comedians aren't and how they he's, think and what they do. Yeah. And it's he's like, used to the ones with the suits and ties, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you could compile a list and it, it would be an impossible person if you, you know, stuck to it. But like he did say something I thought to me really hit home where someone was asking him, uh, do you ever want to try like this other kind of comedy? I can't remember the question exactly. And he said, like, uh, comedians are always doing whatever you're seeing that comedian do. That's all they can do. Like they're doing their very best and that's their lane, you know? Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me because like, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm funny or not, but I just do the thing that I think is funny that I'm able to do. You know, because like the the elegant, perfect sentiment that lasts a sentence, I don't do that very well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll come up with a good one liner, but like, you know, I that's not me. That's that's not generally what I'm able to do. So it's it's just kind of using what you got to do what you like. And yeah, and it's not like an actor where it's like I played this role and then I switched over and I did this role. But even in that world, they're like, yeah. I'm the fat guy who is at the bus stop a lot. <laughs> well, and acting is such a strange, you know, like you, I've been shocked at how many actors <laughs> I've met who, uh, it's either one of two people. They're like really eclectic Renaissance people who have like a deep well of like other knowledge and skills or they are an empty human being and <laughs> they just, they are a vessel and they just get filled up with whatever they're doing. And then when it's over, they just pour it out and there's nothing inside of it. Oh fuck. That's so <laughs> true. That's insanity. It's, oh it's my terrifying. God. It's terrifying. And it's, it, it, I've, I haven't met a lot of actors, but I've met enough of them. That's only ever one of the two. <laughs> that's fucking perfect. That's hilarious. It's It's you're very, I think you're very right. Yeah, in your experience, you've also have. hmm. Yeah, what a great show! Great show, (laughs) yes, great show. This was a great show. And then just their 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 face just gets Mm -hmm. more and more slack and audition. Audition. I have to audition. It's time. (laughs) It is time to be someone anew. And then there's always (laughs) a so fake with like the what a great opportunity to be a part of this uh, i think i hopefully that starts dying out where it's just like these long posts about like everyone did so great and everything was sure. good it's like the oscars are just kind of bleeding out into the world where it's yeah. the the academy of everyone being friendship mm, kiss yeah yeah i mean that's just you know glad handing though that i it's annoying but <laughs> it's it's you everybody knows what it is mm-hmm. you know uh yeah i i still think there's one acceptance speech that i'll never forget and i i don't i don't know how i feel about it whether it was just the ultimate dick move or uh perfect and what everyone should have done but like steven soderbergh this was like 10 15 years ago one one like an oscar or something for something i don't remember what but uh, his acceptance speech was going up there and saying, like, I'm not going to list a bunch of people that you don't know. Uh, everybody I have to thank, I will thank privately. Um, so, you know, I thank the Academy for this award and good night and have a, have, a, have a great time and left. And 
on the one hand, like as an audience member, it's like, that is so refreshing. So I don't have to listen to like, Jimmy, Jimmy, you are the best. This couldn't have happened without Jimmy. I'd like to thank, you know, my representation at Mothman Cohen Industries. You guys, this, this is for you. I bet that whole room though, was just like, what a dick. What a dick. And if I were like, you know, uh, I don't <laughs> I think that uh, if I was like, I was going to say it's Steven Soderbergh's wife, Stephanie Soderbergh. And it's like, why would he marry someone with the same first stupid, but uh, <laughs> it's just no. like, just going. <laughs> if you were his wife, what would you say? If I was Stephanie Soderbergh and he went up there it was just like, Oh, thank everybody privately. I'd be like, you son of a bitch, you know, like, yeah. go back up there and say something nice. There. And thank your wife, you know, (laughs) and everyone who helped with the movie. It's like, if you would help someone who was winning an Oscar and you were instrumental to the process and that was the result, I'd be a little peeved. So I don't know. I don't know. But I still remember it. It'd be even cooler to go up there and it's like, hey, go fuck yourselves. I won this. I'm the best. Eat my butt. Good night. <laughs> Couldn't have done it with uh yeah. Without me. Yeah. And you uh, walk off stage and they like tell you, you have to we have to kill two more, two more minutes of time. Mm-hmm. Get back on there. Right. Anyway, I'd like to thank uh <laughs> I don't think any I don't think any Oscar ceremony has, has ever been like stretch, stretch more. Stretch, go. <laughs> well, Ryan. I'm excited to see you in person and T minus. Well, I'm in your basement, so I'll see you in about five seconds. But yeah, no, that's true. Like I'm waving right now. It's... That'd be sick. I would love to be in your basement. <laughs> no, you're gonna be coming out here soon. You're gonna come to the fort, do some sets. Oh God, I would you're love to. the the social waters of I of depravity. Everybody, everybody gets to see uh, uh, me hem and haw through every social interaction and get exhausted very quickly and leave early. Are you going to keep um, the wizard beard? You got a beard down to your toes right now. It's, it's gotten pretty intense. I, uh, probably not. Simply Why not? I'm going to, uh, masks. I'm going to mm. trim it down. At least when I get my, my vaccine, I'm going to get it, get it a little tighter. Can you at least do a way. mullet? Just come back um, with a bang is all I'm saying. I don't, mullet has to have party on the top. And like this year has been, uh pretty pretty rough on my hairline i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna be (laughs) up front it's uh it's thinned out quite a bit on the top so well then do the just shave the fryer tuck then let's go a tonsure is that what that's called Mm -hmm. yeah when you're Mm -hmm. closer to god because it can god can tickle your the top of your head yeah can beam straight straight through yeah 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 it's uh it's interesting i i had a bit about this a few years ago that surprisingly shock i know uh never worked about how how many like ceremonial haircuts from around the world uh dovetailed really nicely with male pattern baldness like suspiciously so <laughs> like that <laughs> bit <laughs> yeah like the tonsure it's just like oh it's so that we could be closer to god and it's like is that really why is that really what's going on it's dude it's funny you talk about like you're, you're very critical of your own jokes and you kind of like party you wants to like do this different type of style but no one's thinking the way you're thinking and that's all that matters <laughs> it's i mean it, it does thrive on novelty so uh, yeah a lot of what stand-up comedy is is just sort of uh monetizing your mental illness to <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> trying trying to make it work for you for once yeah. so you, yeah i do you still look yeah it, well, i <laughs> When I texted you to come do the show, uh, I was I, I didn't see you last time, and I was no, thinking you no. look like the Men in Black guy uh, in the head, right, <laughs> right, right. <Little laughs> alien inside that guy's head. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that it's just that, but what, you have a beard, so that's. Yeah, I yeah. The hairline looks pretty much the same now, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the yeah I, I, the the hair itself has gotten quite oh yeah dude you would serve me the hell out of a board game at a... <laughs> what 
<laughs> just saying, if you, you look like you would work at a board game shop, that's all. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or popcorn. Yeah. What a two. Yep. I uh, I hawked many as settlers of Catan. Oh um, man, how many? Twenty. Yeah, it was a it was a big seller. The settlers. Yeah, yeah. it's a good game. All right. Well, hey so Ryan, I fucking love you. Thanks for doing Same the pod. Uh, Same. Thanks what do you want to What do you want to say to your fans? Uh keep uh keep keep maintaining the the, the social distance and. Uh, Get your vaccine when you can, and uh, then come on out to the uh, the comedy fort for uh, a fun show and the beverages of the moon. <laughs> 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 <Fizzled> out. <laughs>